there's something about the song perhaps that always makes me want to like break into like the fernando song oh yeah do you know do you know the song perhaps no i don't i'm going to do it zero justice right now but okay. it goes like the the chorus it's essentially like cake cake did a cover it's originally a, a spanish song it's a spanish language song um but they do a really good cover and it's this dude singing to like his ex-lover or something where this woman that he loves and she doesn't love him back because it essentially always like i don't even remember how the fucking chorus goes it's just like it always ends with like you always answer perhaps 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 and uh, like oh yeah i, I kind of get that yeah yeah i, I know that's just that, like, that just okay so you know yeah yeah just mm-hmm. that that little like chord progression or note progression or whatever always mm-hmm. makes me want to like give like a half rescue like perhaps 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 half yeah rescue. there was something in the air that night oh the yeah yeah right fernando yeah is that, is that yeah. abba uh that sounds like an abba song it sounds like an abba song hold on right. now the podcast is now an investigative journalist thing where right. i find out who's saying fernando and it will last all of 30 seconds um definitely abba okay that's the end of the podcast everyone thanks for that's tuning it. in that's a wrap that's a wrap <laughs> figured it out definitely Mysteries abba of life abba yabba abba yabba do <laughs> live yeah, yeah let's do it live not like live we are we are recording but we are lively record we're live and recording we're, we're live and recording uh yeah we're, right now we are in settle in place our shelter in place sorry uh, in Chicago because of the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> now, Ben, you know that Anne is at home and she will fucking murder you if she hears that riff one more I time. Know. I know. So exercise caution. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> but yeah, this, she's getting this, real. Uh, she's getting real. She's getting real. Getting really real. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we are in the crib skis separately. So our audio may sound a little wonky at times. Some. Yep. segments may sound a little weird this is going to be an adventure folks uh th- you've you've come on this journey with us for the past 53 episodes come with us as we venture into even newer territory uh yeah. the remote recording <laughs> yeah it's crazy we've been doing this we did a, a stream that we're still uh work out the kinks for we call it the corn stream if you haven't seen that go on uh facebook it you can go on ian's facebook uh, profile and and then look at that i think it's shared on our on too many flicks too isn't it it should be on the too many Flicks uh, Facebook page as well. So yeah, right. give that a shot. We had a great time and thank you, mad thanks to everybody who came yes. out and supported us there. So many people, Greg Rogers, uh, Kate Love, you were an astounding yes. human being. Uh, fucking Jackson Maddie Colts, Crawford. Did, uh, Jackson, holy shit, like Ma, love you Ma. Gotta shout mm-hmm. out the Ma. Uh, a lot of people came through. A lot of people came through to see us. And who are we? You might ask if you are right. a new listener, in which case, welcome new. Hello. Welcome new. Welcome new I listener. am Ian. I'm Ben. And this is too many flicks. This is yeah. too many flicks. Damn. Yeah. Like, the words went out of your mouth. There are too many flicks, and we try to parse them all for you. Right. Uh, yeah. Ben, we got some segments. Ben, what are our segments again? Because I never remember. Oh, You're better. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I try yeah, to take we, a we got a... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, no, we uh, we dissect trailers, uh, movie trailers. We call a little segment called Tasty Trailers. We also talk about movie news, which there isn't that much of because of the coronavirus. And uh, <laughs> we also we also give uh, hot takes, hot takes. So that's anything that uh, you might disagree with, uh, the ma- vast majority of people might disagree with. That we say, fuck it, this is our hot take on that situation. And then we do a little trivia and some stream theory. We talk about streaming stuff on streaming different streaming platforms. It's a jam-packed show with full excitement, and we're ready to journey with you on this hour and some change. All right, let's uh, fucking do it, fam. Yeah. We got a whole show lined up for you, so buckle up and hold on to your butts. Tasty. Tasty. Trailer. Trailer. Mm, that's good. That's real good. All right, friends, we're jumping right in with our first trailer of the week. It is called The Iron Mask. It is a Russian film, so I think it actually goes by a different name abroad, but the U.S. release will be called The Iron Mask. It's coming. A, it's getting a digital release on April 10th. It is directed by Oleg Stepchenko. It is starring Jason Fleming, Xing Tong Yao, Anna Cherina, Jackie Chan, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. It is the early 1700s. Cartographer Jonathan Green from The Forbidden Kingdom 2014 is back to that's another movie with a year oh my god is back to map the russian far east he's forced on to china where he confronts the dragon master et al the iron mast russian czar escapes the tower of london to a russian ship so <laughs> that's a yep. that's not a synopsis that's just a bunch of words about the movie which like is what a synopsis should be but it tells us it tells us nothing and friends uh full disclosure i think it's important that everybody understands and knows that this is our second time recording this segment the first recording got lost yep what we talked about was how like this this synopsis tells you nothing about like what the movie and just it's like a vague general feeling of a story like this is how a story kind of feels like (laughs) right not a damn thing it doesn't tell you a damn thing ben you've seen this trailer how did it make you feel uh it made me feel really nothing it was all a general wash of uh colors and sounds and people talking uh it's just like they spent all their money on uh, the poorly rendered uh cgi dragon and jackie chan and Arnold schwarzenegger <laughs> but you know what the movie did pretty well abroad so i mean who am i to say maybe there's a story in there somewhere but they didn't really convey it too well in the trailer so who knows yeah uh i am a hundred percent on board with you there something that i think is really interesting is that they are pushing this uh story they they are pushing the arnold schwarzenegger slash jackie chan uh dynamic of this story really hard really hard and as far as i can tell they will probably only uh comprise like 15 minutes of this film Mm -hmm. (laughs) they have uh, it looks like just based off the trailer they have one scene together and it is a scene where they fight talk at each other Uh, yeah that people are going to be gravely disappointed with the lack of the star power in this movie and how they're not even really in it they're not even in it no not at all not at all and i think that it is important to highlight um when we recorded this segment the first time (laughs) we uh we highlighted the uh forbidden kingdom the 2014 film that is the spiritual predecessor to this yeah and that too had a synopsis that was really just a loose feeling of it was not necessarily a story um so who's to say like at the very least this should have a modicum of 
uh fun fight scenes but like you know we they the trailer they pretty much like touch so minutely on the uh on the actual story wherein this cartographer goes to china with a southeast asian person and there there's something wrong there's an emperor trying to take over the world with the dragon and that's like literally 15 to 20 seconds of the trailer the rest is just them trying to be like but jackie chan and arnold schwarzenegger in it like right i don't know and they might not even be filming in the same room <laughs> like you made this point last recording too yeah it looks like they could have very easily cheated this so that neither of them had to be there at the same time <laughs> because <laughs> we can't afford to have them on set for the same days like we can't do that i think you you said something that was really great that i really really liked um last recording wherein like with a with a film with a budget this small uh there are three things you need to take into consideration because you can really only have two and that's good cgi uh a-list actors or a good story right yep and it looks like they tried to go for all three and they did not succeed <laughs> It's just, yeah, you gotta pick one. What are you gonna do? If you're gonna do this fucking dragon, do the dragon. I don't wanna see P PS2 graphics on this fucking on dragon. On this 2020 film, this film that's coming out in 2019, right. we deserve better than PlayStation 2 dragons. If you got to, get some puppets and some puppet uh, masters in there who can, like, you can do, uh... You, you can know. do some amazing things with practical effects. 100%. Uh, don't give me that crappy-ass shit. But you know what? I'm sure people liked it, and it's in some people's hearts and minds, and you know that I, I, there you have it i mean it's it's a hard trailer to really dissect because there isn't much there it's just all surface and no sustenance really you're absolutely right and you know time will tell come uh april 10th whether this uh, survives or not so and that leads us to our next trailer survive the night uh and it comes out may the 22nd and it's on digital release so you can watch it in the comforts of your home if you literally have nothing else to watch because this one is <laughs> rough um and it's directed by matt exandry 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 um and it's starring bruce willis chad michael murray uh lydia hull tyler john olsen and shea buckner a disgraced doctor and his family are held hostage at, at their home by criminals on the run when a robbery gone awry requires them to seek immediate medical attention um this movie seems uninspired and flat as hell and it seems as if bruce willis is there for a paycheck you know more power to him but like he barely speaks in in the trailer and when he does he he grumble mumbles his lines so he doesn't seem to invest it and it just seems like i said this previously when we recorded <laughs> this already but i'll say it again because i think it's a funny as fuck um but uh it seems like one of those movies you'll catch on tnt or tbs like at like one or two o'clock in the afternoon uh when you get back from i don't know what you people do in ch church or whatever you do a family gatherings and you're like there's nothing really else on you know my my football team or basketball team they, they aren't playing right now and i guess i'm gonna watch this <laughs> <laughs> and that's the type of movie this is it's definitely like just a wash with all other movies that tackle this relatively well this one just seems boring and i think that's a grave sin on its part yeah because like we almost we almost threw um uh, another film trailer exorcism at sixty thousand feet right uh 
into the docket because it it knew what it was like i think i think you hit the nail on the head the worst sin that a a a film can commit is to be mediocre in every regard it is and like with with exorcism at sixty thousand feet it is exactly what it sounds like it is the exorcist on a plane and it is goofy and it is over the top this felt like someone really liked funny games and had seen the ref and was like what if i just sort of like mash these two together and it's just like even even with a uh, iron mask wherein the synopsis is like fucking not really a synopsis and it's just goofy and like looks like like the ps2 dragon is a huge detractor at least i can remember some of what that trailer looked like like i can remember images from both exorcism and iron mask survive the night i just remember it being like really dark a lot and like there's a little bruce willis there sometimes like that's all i can fucking remember about that trailer but i think that the fact that it is so boring it's so bland uh, the only the only way you're going to get any good mileage out of this movie is if you do a drinking game or something you know right yeah no it that's 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 it but even then it's just like i don't think there're going to be a lot of like cuz these people i'm sure are competent filmmakers uh i think they may have needed the money or they were just like this would be another notch in our belt um so i don't think it's going to be so bad where it's going to be laughable or anything again like so it's even making a drinking game is hard but you can try it because i'm sure there're going to be a lot of cliches and a lot of stereotypes and bruce willis being an old man beating ass because that's that's his type you know that is like yeah it feels like some sort of manifestation of a midlife crisis where he is he's he's getting old and he's like i gotta i gotta let people know they need to know i can still kick ass i can still beat them in a fight Uh, he'll grum his lines. He's like, Bruce Willis, I'll kick ass. I'm like, all right, dude. All right. So I'm going to give Uncle Bruce a nap and, and maybe a Capri Sun. Put him to bed. This is, okay, this is interesting because Matt Exandri worked with Bruce Willis once before this uh, in a film ah. called Trauma Center that came out in 2019 uh, starring Bruce Willis, uh, Nikki Whelan, and Steve Gutenberg, just to name a few. Uh, it doesn't look great. Oh, I remember this trailer because it's like his wife is taken to a hospital or something. It's not like a good hospital. It's like a bad hospital where people disappear or whatever. And so Willis and Whelan like sort of fight to save her. I tell you what, didn't look great, but at least it's got a little bit more of a premise than survive the night. <laughs> yeah, so survive the night. It's just bland, and I, you know, I think that's pretty much all we can say about it. Uh, yeah, it's it's bland. I agree. I um, only took two notes on this trailer because it was so fucking boring, and honestly, we're giving it way more than it's due. Um, but you know what? That's okay, because our next trailer, folks, is fucking slapping. It is Sila in the Spades. It drops April 17th on digital release. It is directed by and written by uh, Tyresha Poe, and it's starring Lovey Simone, Jarell Jerome, Celeste O'Connor, and Anna Mulvoy-10, just to name a few. Five factions run the underground life of the prestigious Haldwell boarding school. At the head of the most powerful faction, the Spades, sits Sela Summers. By turns charming and callous, she chooses whom to keep close and whom to cut loose, walking the fine line between being feared and loved. Yeah, um, this movie, it this trailer, pardon, looks so good. It's a, such a breath of fresh air. I think a lot of people 
people who put together trailers and, and people who just make movies in general should take notes from this because it just gives you enough to know exactly the feel of the movie. Um, these young women uh, seem really cool, interesting, and um, know exactly what they want, at least in this uh, trailer. Uh, the, the, the message is clear without going too overt and bashing in the head. It seems like they know exactly what message they're trying to send. They, their obstacles, they're overcoming their obstacles, and they're also heading to an, a clear objective. And it's very fun to watch. And it's 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 literally just cheerleading squad, a young woman, a young black woman speaking directly into the camera, telling her thoughts about life progressively, how young women have to deal with bullshit, even in high school um, at 17 years old. Um, yeah, she, she just completely consistently tries to reiterate that point to where you're like, oh, I get it. I don't need to see a whole trailer right now because I, I'm really intrigued. It's baiting and hooking us to watch what this movie is about. You also you said something uh, in our initial recording session that I I wherein the progressive message, the the overall theme of what Sila is saying comes from a very genuine place. It doesn't seem like commercial feminism that a lot of uh right. bigger production companies have tried to co-opt. This is a this is a Teresha Poe literally in the lawn being like, We're fucking tired of it, okay? Like we we put up with the bullshit every day when we're out here doing this like cause they I think they're cheerleaders. Like when we're out here doing our cheer shit, like we set our rules we make the routines we right. choose our outfits we define who the fuck we are and buckle up um this 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 trailer is the most minimalist out of all of them being pretty much just a conversation between two people i guess less a conversation and more some sort of an interview uh celeste o'connor plays paloma and i think that she is some sort of younger uh just based off of the early seconds of the trailer she's some sort of younger yearbook student or av club student that's there to sort of document what's going on with the spades and uh lost my train of thought for a second i'm sorry um but it's it's the most minimalist trailer but the most right. visually interesting and easily. by far my favorite trailer easily and here's here's another thing that we touched on in the last recording that i actually really liked too was that whereas the iron masks uh trailer and synopsis is kind of like uh we we don't know what the fuck the story is but this is what the movie's gonna feel like and with this one it's very much the same way but like the like we're not really gonna tell you the story but i'll be damned if they don't like really make right. where this film is coming from they do it and they do it in such an effective and beautiful way um i, I love it I, I think the cinematography is also simple but yet it tells a, a very vivid um story in just two minutes and and then that's what you need the brevity and the the the, the cleverness and the poignantness i think really resound um really uh are evident here and it, it, it makes it for a pleasure a pleasuring viewing experience so um absolutely i 100 percent agree yeah and with that i think we can move on what'd you say i'm down with that friends be sure to check out uh sila and the spades when it comes to amazon studio they acquired it from the uh international film festival and again april 17th keep your eyes out folks all right with that guys um tell us what you think about these trailers here um if you like our opinions on them if you don't like them just reach out to us on social media platforms any of them um and let us know so we can have a dialogue uh yeah that's pretty much it y'all let's move on This just in. Extra, extra, read all about it.
All right, we're back in our next segment. That's right. You heard the the, the, the awesome jingle. This is Flix News, baby. All right, so let's see what is up first. So Wonder Woman sequel and In the Heights postpone amid coronavirus. And that's by Sandra Gonzalez from CNN. Yeah, this is expected. Um, it, it hurts more so with In the Heights than it does Wonder Woman because Wonder Woman, I'm sure, is going to get a, uh, it's just going to get a date mag. I think with In the Heights, it's a little more uh, hazy with the dates. Um, I, I like to think that they, they still will release it. It, it. It's just not as a big budget as Wonder Woman is, you know. Um, but we shall see. Here's to hoping. Ian, any thoughts on this? I think, yeah, I think as you said, it's not terribly surprising, unfortunately. Um, right. It does have me a little bit... I had actually not considered it until you until you just brought it up. But like, yeah, it's a little concerning due to In the Heights, um, like just not necessarily having as much uh, clout or, you know, uh, brand recognition as Wonder Woman. Uh, that being said, though, In the Heights uh, is a stellar musical and there there are a lot of great names attached. So hopefully that'll uh, help it win out, such as it were. Yep. But yeah, it, as you said, this was uh, to be expected at a certain rate. It's a shame because it just means that we're going to have to wait that much longer to see all these great films. But at the same time, like public public safety and health is a concern and an important one at that. A major a major concern. It is. It is a concern. It's completely understandable and it needs to happen. And also, there's it is okay to be like, man, be disappointed. You know, I really wanted to see this, but you know, we'll be able to watch it at one point. It's just a little hazy right now, and hopefully, we get the further details as the story progresses and as people stay the fuck home. Stay the fuck home. <laughs> so yes, please stay the fuck home people so we can enjoy these things again don't try to jump the gun if your governor or mayor is telling you to stay home what the fuck are you doing don't listen to that orange uh anus in the white house listen to the cdc Mm -hmm. and health officials and also if you have a good governor and mayor and governing bodies in your state listen to them (laughs) don't go outside social distancing is important please stay the home so we can watch these movies so we don't have to watch these movies in 2035 <laughs> <laughs> oh that preach my friend preach you're fucking killing it all right well with that uh tap in the news maybe we should switch to our next topic e how does it sound let's do that uh it is correlated to the previous news so uh friends next up on the docket we're gonna be talking about the golden globes changing their eligibility requirements in the face of uh, COVID-19. Reported on by Mark Malkin at Variety. Thank you much love for putting in the heavy work. Um... And this this is a uh, this is newsworthy in the sense that it sort of helps illustrate uh, the shifting attitudes in the film industry. Uh, this is going to be huge for the first time. They used to have to screen to be eligible for a Golden Globe or any sort of Globe consideration. They had to screen films for the uh, Hollywood Foreign uh, Press Association. Um, and now they're recognizing as that becomes just not feasible, they will be distributing films that want to be considered via DVD copies or with screening links. So it's all it's all heading towards digital, and this sort of ties into what we talked about uh, in 
episode or two back where uh will streaming like finally get its you know it's big big moment to shine amidst all of that and i think that this is just a further indication that uh yeah that's where it's that's where it's continually headed yeah yep this is also not surprising um and yeah i wouldn't be surprised if other award ceremonies follow suit as well oh absolutely yeah i'm sure we'll hear, hear from the academy and this and um, screen actors guild awards and maybe even the mtv movie awards <laughs> <laughs> that that'll right. be the day i will say that that'll be the fucking that'll day that'll be the day right <laughs> but uh, yeah all these award shows i'm sure we will be receiving this bit of news similar to this uh in the next couple of coming days and or weeks so yeah it's kind of a bummer this this uh this is actually good though i think so it is a little bit of light you know it's just expanding what's eligible and what's not um so that's good but yeah news will be somewhat interesting in these next couple of weeks and uh, hopefully again like you said i said before and i'm sure ian you're in agreement stay yep. as home 100 percent, 100 percent. and you know that's sort of gonna be the bitch of the matter with this <laughs> this segment over the course of this uh pandemic is that we there's not gonna be a whole lot of new news happening um yeah but we'll we'll try to keep our fingers on the pulse keep you up to date um ben you have anything else that you want to add no uh i do not have anything else to want to add but uh if you find any news that's uplifting or anything else like that that we may have scanned didn't scan over please let us know in the comics section or if you think you have any opinions on any of the topics that we talked about as well we'll love to hear from you we just want to start an open honest debate and our discussion about these things so please uh, look at any of our social media platforms and we'll try to contact you promptly since we ain't got shit to do all right (laughs) god damn that's hot as hell You know what that means? It's time for some hot takes. Hot takes, titillating takes. Hot damn, as they might say. All right, so I got a hot take, and uh, I'm ready to share it. You ready to hear it? What do you got? I, I that's just it, Ben. You never know if you're ready for a hot take. Give it you to don't. me though. Give it to All me. Right. I'm eager. So the Uncharted movie adaptation, which is slated for March 5th, 2021, uh-huh. will not only be the highest-grossing mo- game adaptation movie of all time. But it will also be critically acclaimed. I said it here first. Woo. Okay. The first part wasn't too hot for me. I'm not going to lie. The That's whole, fine. like, yeah, That's highest fine. grossing, that makes sense. But, like, critically acclaimed? Critically ben. acclaimed. I will go so far as my hot take will be it will get 80 and above on Rotten Tomatoes. Woo okay now now we have it started a little lukewarm you know like it yep. needed some time to like simmer i guess and now right. now we're getting pretty hot that's a pretty hot one that's a pretty hot so, take okay uh i'm curious i'm gonna do just a little bit of digging just a little bit of research because i am muy curioso um yeah, yeah tom hollands is in it sure that's pr- that's a good start mark Wahlberg. okay antonio banderas yeah yeah tati gabriel she's in um the chilling adventures of sabrina on netflix She's really good. Okay, for sure, for sure. I mean, that's all you need to know. The, uh, Uncharted is going to burst on the scene with 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 great reviews and at the same time, great great returns in the box office. It's going to make money and then some. So Ben, I'm really hoping you're right because uh, go ahead and guess what the highest, uh, at least uh, amidst critics, the highest rated video game movie is. 
Go ahead and guess. The highest rated video game movie? Yeah. Which one it is? Yeah, but which which video game movie do you think is the highest rated? Maybe Mortal Kombat? Mm, no, that ranks in at number six, actually. Stop. So you were close, but not quite. Oh, let me see. It is it within the... Obviously, it has to be within... Okay, uh, video game. Oh, uh, I don't know. Tell me. Angry Birds 2. <laughs> you got I'm dead ass serious. Clocking in at a 73% critic consensus. Ooh. Angry Birds 2 is the highest rated video game movie and that is such a that's such a loose term when I talk about Angry Birds because <laughs> Sure, it is pixels and it has been gamified, but oh man, we can do better than this video game community. We we deserve better than this. Wow, and Uncharted will give it to you. Who's second? Who's second on that list? Second on the list is De Detective Pikachu. So there's a little bit of justice in the world. Okay, okay. Followed Sonic the Hedgehog is third. Bro, yeah. us video game folk ain't looking too good out here. So it's an easy bar to pass, is what you're saying. It's an easy bar to pass. Here's here's what I think. Uh, Angry Birds. Why? why Angry Birds has succeeded and uh, the leg up that I think it gets is that it's not really beholden to a whole lot of lore already. Right. Like it's pretty much just birds versus pigs. And if you just fucking do something where you pit them against one another, bada bing, bada boom, baby, you got a stew going, you know? 100%. And I'm going to tell you this, another hot take mm -hmm. on top of the hot take. Okay. Uncharted will be the next Indiana Jones. I, yes. I mean, that's kind of like what they built their franchise off of. I, I'm going to go, exactly. I'm going to, uh, counterpoint you and say that the the uh highest rated thing is still your hottest part of this take i appreciate the take i think it's a good take okay but i think i think it becoming the next indiana jones is not uh is not too too far removed from reality that like uh, that it that it, it registers as like hot you know like it's a warm take like yeah i could see that say, i say it, it'll be it's critically acclaimed and loved by people from generations on like indiana jones was okay with a great score and memorable moments okay so that's actually this is this is crucial to any movie but specifically movies uh especially if they're dabbling in the realm of indiana jones we got to find out who's doing the score for uncharted 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 movie okay give me just a sec greg edmondson looks like he's been slated to do oh wow he did the soundtrack to firefly okay okay Okay, I'll see you, Greg. You okay, there Greg. You yeah, if you bring back the Firefly, so Firefly song, you, you, you got a baby? Come on now. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I mean, Greg's already in my good graces for that fucking sick-ass intro to Firefly. Um... He did do three of the Uncharted video game scores, but is he doing the movie score? Like that's it's given me it's given me a some guff trying to find that. Maybe if I go to IMDb, I would say this: they got a good director too. Who's their director? Ruben Fleischer. Oh yeah, yeah. Fleischer. What's he done? I recognize Zombieland. Oh sure, yeah. That's a good that's a good uh sort of stylistic pocket that you want to get yourself into there. Yeah, that makes sense. But he also directed Venom, I think. Mm, sure. You take the the good with the bad you know <laughs> gotta take the good with the bad huh maybe they don't have anyone composing the score yet because it like it's not listed on imdb i don't know if that's where you normally find it you would think so john williams will come out of retirement that would be sick i was honestly kind of hoping that i would look under everything and see him there or maybe han zimmer who's not in retirement but han, Zim han zimmer would be really good uh for this for that movie actually i got i got a kind of hot take for for y'all real quick too because i i think i think that was good but i i got one too 
Um, Event Horizon's a good movie, y'all. Ooh. Event Horizon's a good movie. I get it. I get it. It's so campy. There's lightning in space, Ian, that doesn't happen. I know. You think I don't know that? It's still a good movie. I watched it recently and was shocked at how well it held up. Do you know the, the Rotten Tomato score for it? 27%. Oh, I know. Yeah. That's how I know this is a hot take. Yes, yeah, a hot uh, take. It's a hot take. Um, okay, here. And, and anyone who cares to can try to refute me on this. But, 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 I know that it's a good movie because, A, it defies a lot of, like, the bullshit racist uh, conventions that horror movies were so locked into in the 90s. Mm-hmm. For instance, like, you have a captain who's a person of color. You've got, like, a whole bunch of astronauts that are people of color. Sam Neill's playing a bad guy. Sam Neill never played a bad guy before. He was fresh off of that Jurassic Park juice. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to pl- This is a minor spoiler alert. I'm sorry if you haven't seen Event Horizon, everybody. Sam Neill the bad guy um the production design go back and look at those sets and tell me this isn't a good fucking movie um dude richard t jones is hilarious he is kind of like you know like the african-american guy with a mouth so that's unfortunate like it doesn't defy all the tropes (laughs) but it defies a lot of them because guess what both people of cover color like live to the end so suck it yeah suck in 90s movies um fucking like like the women are like have like some self-agency and are written with a modicum of intelligence i'm not going to say it's the most feminist piece of film literature out there but it's pretty darn good in in that regard uh i you know it probably doesn't pass um the bechdel test i can admit that But at least, like, at least the scientists, like, they, they're actually sciencing, and they're astronauts, and they're they're capable. Event Horizon's a good movie, y'all. Damn. Like, the sets are so on point. Uh, the, like, the scares are fun. Like, it's ca- it's campy. It is, it is camp done serious. Like, if this was done Evil Dead style, people would be eating it the fuck up. Oh, yeah. But I think... I honestly think Event Horizon is a good movie, and if it came out today, it would have a sort of like Cabin in the Woods style feel, and people would like it a lot better. Kenneth Kenneth Turan at the LA Times doesn't know shit. Director Anderson gets points for skillfully choreographing all of this, but he loses them for a consistent desire to brutalize the audience. Hey, Kenneth, you ever hear of Hostile? Fuck you. Right. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, Event Horizon is a good movie. It just came out at the wrong time. Here's a fun fact. Yeah. Um, Hit me with it. The movie had a budget of 60 million. Okay. Guess how much they made in return. Oh, man, you're gonna hurt me here. It's like 30 or something, isn't it? It's 20 Six point seven million. <laughs> that's in the that's in the U.S. To be fair, that's not worldwide, but that's U.S. That's that's still that's still a gut punch. That still hurts. Yeah, yeah, it still hurts. Yeah. I remember I've seen bits and pieces of that movie. I didn't hate it at all. It's on I, Netflix. I, I, it's, good. it's good. It's yeah. good. It's shot incredibly well. Um, yeah, I I remember I I had heard that Sunshine, one of my favorite sci-fi films of all time, um, made a lot of homages to Event Horizon, particularly in um one or two scenes and so i that's the first time i had ever picked it up that was like way back just out of high school or something and i remembered enjoying it i was like all right this is fun but then i rewatched it recently as an adult and i was like oh no this is fun like this is this is actually a good time this is many good times 
give it a try. Like this, we're not on to string theory yet, but we're pretty damn close, folks. And honestly, this right. is a this is my pitch to you. Go watch Event Horizon. There is some gore, so like if you're a squeamish person, you know I get it. But like it's like '90s gore. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. You're 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 fine. Okay. Okay. Well, that concludes hot takes, man. We had some pretty hot ones, some pretty sizzling ones. Cha cha. All right, y'all. I think we should move on. Ian, well, what say you? Yeah, everybody, let's move on. Um, if you got any hot takes, we would love to hear them. You can find us on Twitter and like shout them at us. You can send them to our Facebook and like I would love to post some of your hot takes and start a little bit of a discussion. So hit us up there and let us know. Whoop, whoop. And now for another installment of Stream Theater. Okay. Hello, and welcome once again to another segment of Stream Theory. Why don't you pull up a chair? Perhaps have a seat in the chaise lounge. Yes, the throw pillars are new, thank you for noticing. Uh, my name is Ian, and uh, today I'm actually going to be talking to you about this little ditty. Um, it surprised me. It is not a streaming original, but it can be found streaming on Hulu. Uh, y'all, this movie does not deserve to be this good. It just shouldn't. Like, what it's associated with, it doesn't deserve this. And you're asking, well, Ian, get to the point. Tell me what it is so that I can make snap judgments about you and your obviously declining taste. And I got to tell you, friends, uh, just hold on. Just hold on. Hold on. And let me get, let me tell you why Bumblebee is really good. Now, what's Bumblebee, you ask? Well, my friends, I'm glad you asked. Bumblebee uh, was a film that came out in 2018. It is directed by Travis Knight, and it is starring Haley Steinfeld. It is starring uh, Jorge Lindenborg Jr. And it's starring John Cena. Y'all, John Cena can act, and I'm mad. Um, <laughs> there's a few other people, too. Uh, Pamela Adlon is a, a notable... Uh, person that you need to add in there. You also have Steven Schneider playing a bit part. He's very, very charming. Um, even though his character is just kind of well-written, not super well-written. But the, the plot of Bumblebee is that on the run, in the year 1987, Bumblebee finds refuge in a junkyard in a small California beach town. On the cusp of turning 18 and trying to find her place in the world, Charlie Watson discovers Bumblebee, battle-scarred and broken. Bumblebee is a Transformers, y'all. I was really hoping that the plot would tell you that, because not everybody knows what Transformers are. But this is a Transformers movie, and y'all, it fucking slaps. Like, I, I, I cry in a Transformers movie. That's not okay. That's not allowed. <laughs> like, that shouldn't be a thing that happens. This this movie does a lot of things really well. First of all, it utilizes John Cena incredibly well um, as, like, a military dude. Uh, it doesn't focus on all the other Transformers, thank God. It's just about this cute little fucking yellow car guy, and he's really sweet, and he's adorable. There are a lot of parallels, and I will say this, this is probably why I'm biased. Travis Knight very clearly likes the Iron Giant, because there are a lot of parallels between this film and the Iron Giant. I... I specifically in act one and a little bit in act two i was like motherfucker i know this story already motherfucker you can't sneak this one past me um also if you don't know what i'm talking about when i'm talking about the iron giant get your shit together go watch one of the best kids movies you'll ever see 
so what this movie does well is it doesn't focus on Transformers. Uh, it instead focuses on Haley Steinfeld's character, Charlie, and her relationship to her father, who has recently p- passed. A little bit to her mother, like, sort of where she fits in her family's dynamic at the moment with a younger brother, her mother, and her new stepfather. I don't know if he's her stepfather yet. He might just be kind of like, you know, the mom's partner or something. So it, it focuses a lot on that family dynamic. Um, and Haley Steinfeld knocks it out of the park. She's definitely carving a, a career out for herself. This young actress is just exceptional. Um, the action, the action is solid. I will say its strongest act is the second act. Third act, I think it's just kind of fine. Um, there's not really like a MacGuffin per se that like they're chasing, which I think is again a boon to this story. It is mainly about like the relationships between the characters. Uh, Charlie, Bumblebee, she's got a friend named Memo that kind of like creeps in around act two. Um, and I, I just, I gotta say, if you want something that's going to surprise you, like Bumblebee's the way to go. The action is, uh, really well choreographed. There are some really fun shots. There's a lot of heart and a lot of humor. Um, so that's, that's a, that's one movie that surprised me, but what's this little double feature? Um, double feature. You should not watch this if you want to be happy. Don't. The marketing for this movie was awful because they made you think that it was going to be a happy-go-lucky good time and spoiler alert it's really not it's called fighting with my family you might have heard about it and y'all the wwe made like a good fucking movie like i'm sure they've done like decent movies in the past but no they made a good movie uh fighting with my family came out in 2019 you can find it on hulu uh it might be on hbo i'm sorry if it is for some of you because i know that's sort of a paywall barrier and that always sucks uh the premise a former wrestler and his family make a living performing at small venues around the country while his kids dream of joining the world wrestling entertainment um directed by steven merchant written by steven merchant uh it's like it says starring dwayne johnson really a cameo more than anything he's really a cameo more than anything you have um yo vince vaughn actually like put in work here it's a little unsettling to see him do so well uh vince vaughn is there Nick Frost, who I think is, like, one of the most dynamic actors, despite him being typecast in a lot of different ways, really, really fucking pulls through here. Uh, Lena Headey is absolutely insanely great. Jack Loden, who plays the middle brother, whose name is Zack. Uh, gives a very nuanced, frustrating performance, but that's just because he's doing so well. And of course, you got to talk about Pew. Pew Pew. Florence Pew is fucking just going to town on everybody in all the goodest ways because, oh, she's so goddamn talented. It makes me mad. Um, Really fantastic performances from everyone. Really fun writing. Like, when the movie's funny, it's funny. But here's the thing. Like, they market it as, like, kind of like this, like, silly, like, underdog story and everyone's kind of goofy and kooky and they are but they're also incredibly broken and so um yeah i would watch this film if you want something that's like a little uplifting but do be warned that if you're already in a low spot like some people go to some low places when it when it when it's a uh, inspiring it's hitting well and like when it, when they're trying to make you sad they they do that in spades i will say just like bumblebee this movie slightly suffers in the third act it's not horrendous but um no. i feel like the resolution at the end uh it all comes to it comes together so quickly that it's kind of like a whirlwind and i suppose that's supposed to sort of be the point for uh page is the uh florence Pugh's character's stage name her real name is uh soraya so like it all sort of happens incredibly fast for soraya in real 
life, presumably. So I guess that's probably what they were trying to emulate. But I feel like they they pulled a few emotional punches that they could have like really, really like knocked us out with. All in all, though, these two films really surprised the shit out of me. And what's more, the performers in these two films really surprised the shit out of me. And if you if you're looking for something to do, because there's not a lot right now. Not a lot happening, not a lot we can go do, especially now that they just shut down the the lakefront in Chicago. Stay inside, cozy up, watch some good sci-fi and some good family drama. Just get to it. There you have it, folks. You heard it here first. So let us know if you plan on watching those because you ain't got shit to do or you shouldn't be outside. That's what we have to close the lakefront. <laughs> Jesus, you fucking idiots. Anyway, um, not you, the dear listener. We love we you. We love you, yeah. the people who go out and, and don't listen to, um, to news. <laughs> anyway, but yes, please. Please let us know what you thought about these movies. If you go and you plan on watching them, let us know um, how you feel about them. And if you think Ian's correct or if you don't. Oh, I'm, I want to hear it all. Come at me. Do you want to know something that we don't know? Sure. Here comes the trivia. Here we go. Okay. Okay. All righty, folks. Here we are to do some learning today. We're doing the trivia. Uh, specifically, learning. that's right. A learning about sci-fi horror trivia. Uh, Ben, you want to kick us off? I would love to do that. Let me speak into the mic. I'm so eager to get these right. You've shown me up so much in the past. I am so ready to kick this trivia's ass. (laughs) Cool. All right. So, first question. You ready, E? Yes, sir. In a TV commercial spot, it was revealed that this movie reused old B-roll footage of Spider-Man 3. (laughs) Oh, okay. All right. Was it Alien Covenant? Was it Life? Was it The Mist? Or was it The Thing, 2011? Mm, okay. Uh, I'm going to go with Life. Sir, you would be correct. Oh, yes! Off to a good start. Yes, off to a good that. start. Yes. That they okay. used old B-roll footage of Spider-Man 3. <laughs> That's insane to me. Right. I mean, you cut, cut corners where you can, I guess, you know? Right. All right, Ben. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. This film is infamous for many reasons, but one of which is the rumor that states it had nearly $7 million worth of unused sets. Oh, boy. Is it The Mist? Is it Nick? Is it Plan 9 from Outer Space? Or is it Alien 3? Alien 3? Yeah, it's Alien 3. It was a little too specific. (laughs) I knew it was going to be a problem as soon as I said it. I was like, oh, this is obvious. (laughs) It's all good. I was hoping the Plan 9 might, like, throw a wrench into the works, but no, no such luck. I thought about it for a hot second. Okay, good. That's then it kind of worked. Okay. Okay, all right. You ready for your second one? Yes, yes, yes. What you got for me? Due to a poorly received test screening, David Ellison, a financer at Paramount, became concerned that this film was too intellectual and too complicated. The director of this film did not budge and had the final cut alongside another producer. What movie was it? Was it Annihilation? Was it Cloverfield Paradox? Was it Prometheus? Or was it Under the Sun? It's Annihilation. It's gotta be. It is Annihilation. Such a good movie. Such a damn good... Hey, hey, dude at Paramount, fuck you. That's a good movie. Yep, then they didn't budge. That's why it's still good. Thank God. They wanted uh, Natalie Portman's character to be more likable. Oh my... She's a woman... And she's good at her job and she's really into her job, but could we make her likable? Ew, fuck (laughs) off, dude. All right, Ben. All right. This film took nearly 10 years to make or to get made rather like they, the production in the last 10 years. It took nearly 10 years to made. And in the early drafts, 
Okay. Brad Pitt was slated to play one of the leads. Okay, what is it? Well, you you tell me. Is it Under the Skin? <laughs> is it The Mist? Is it The Cell? Or is it Event Horizon? Take it 10 years to make? Uh, To get made. Like, they were working on scripts and getting funding for 10 years. Give me the options again. Sure. Uh, Under the Skin, The Mist, The Cell, or Event Horizon? Was it The Cell? No, it was actually Under the Skin. Ah, uh, that was my first guess. I should have gotta go with your gut, my dude. In the original, one of the original drafts, um, as opposed to focusing on one extraterrestrial life form, the film was actually going to focus on a Scottish couple who were both extraterrestrial life forms. So we almost got Brad Pitt playing a Scottish dude, a Scottish alien, no oh, less. Man, I know we really fucked up. All right, you ready for your last one? I am. I am indeed, my friend. What is not one of the taglines from the 1987 movie Predator? Mm, okay. If if it bleeds, we kill it. Nothing like it has ever been on Earth before. It came for the thrill of the hunt. It picked the wrong man to hunt. <laughs> I don't care what it is, we shoot it. I'm going to say I don't care what it is, we shoot it. Is that your final answer? Yeah, that's my final that's answer, correct. I think. <laughs> yes! I knew about I knew about the bleeding thing because I've heard that line said before. Oh, okay. The other two, I was like, "That's just campy enough." Like, I think that like that that'll that'll win out. Yep, yep, yep. You got all three right. I think didn't you get all three? Yeah, you did. Yeah, this is I've been I losing streak for a little bit. This <laughs> I needed this. <laughs> I need to prove to people that I'm not dumb. It's the only thing I have in life. Uh, okay, I got for you. You ready? Yeah. Okay. This film had unused music that the composer then transposed for use in The Hateful Eight. Mm. His original score earned the composer a Razzie nomination, while his Hateful Eight version won him an Oscar. Is it Aliens? Is it The Thing? Is it Event Horizon? Or is it The Terminator? Terminator. It was actually The Thing. Oh, I'm off. I'm, I lost. Oh, no. I'm Now I'm on a losing streak. <laughs> oh, you'll be fine. This is like your first time in a while. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It, it's so this I, I was looking through this film's trivia because there's a lot. There's a lot of good trivia, but I really wanted like a good, good one. Um, Another piece of trivia that I really like about The Thing, which I do think is one of the best uh, horror movies out there, um, is the original movie opened on the same day as Ridley Scott's Blade Runner and both films were critically panned like wow. not well received um yeah um god so much so much good stuff to talk about in the thing but uh i wish i could find the name again it's like emilio ah sorry ennio moriaccioni uh he wrote uh some of the music for the thing he was brought to the original passed away and like wrote some of the music and like people hated it and nominated him for a razzie and then he's like fuck it and he took some of that unused bits of music and put it in the hateful eight got an oscar wow yeah fucking art is weird man it is weird it is weird and this has been a weird ride but we glad we took it and that's that wraps up the show and we're gonna give you we're gonna sh shuffle off the buffalo in a second here and give you some more information about the show but if you guys have any other trivia questions that you want to throw our way please let us know on any of our social media platforms we'd love absolutely. to hear absolutely Alrighty, gang. Oh man, we did it. Yes, we did. We did the we did the thing on this shelter in place overcasty day. Yeah, we, we beat the odds. We beat COVID nineteen to record this thing remotely, just like a lot of podcasts. But we don't understand what we're doing, so we're like <laughs> figuring it out, yep, fam. Figuring it out. <laughs> Fifty plus episodes, still figuring it out. That's how hard it is. It is. You know, it's 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 a trope that everyone's like. 
I'm bored. I don't really have a whole lot of skills. I'm going to start a podcast. And you're right. Right. But I'll tell you what. It's hard to do a good one. It really is. It's hard to do. It's hard. And to, to, to do it uh, for a long time. But we're, we're chugging along. Chugging along. And we, you know, we would be remiss if we didn't point out that we couldn't do this without the amazing help of our sound engineer, Matt Frost, without some of the amazing help of like our marketing lead, Anne Melina Jenkins. It's so many fucking people make this possible every day your love and support dear listener uh god just so many names i wouldn't even know where to begin thank you so much and thank you for tuning in and bearing with us on our 54th episode here Woo! Woo! you know um please feel free uh check us out we'll have a we have a patreon where you can help uh make this all more of a, a financially stable reality so we could actually get some like remote recording software that actually works well as opposed to us jerry rigging it uh <laughs> every other segment so we'll see if all the segments sound the same uh you know uh ben is an amazing individual ben where can people find you if they want to interact with you all right you can find me on um twitter at bt jenkins 91 you could also find me at uh instagram on instagram at binvolio 91 you could also find me at on facebook at benjamin timothy jenkins would love to converse with you maybe bounce some ideas off or if you just want to like shoot the shit I, I can do that too um obviously we don't have anywhere to go so do that <laughs> yeah tell the people yeah tell the people uh who you are what you, how they can find you my friends you can find me uh and all the social media presences like uh twitter you can find me as sir yikes a lot at baby got knack you can find me on instagram as uh, i think i'm like sock ninja 888 i can't remember but there's just basically cat photos so if you don't like cats it's no use to you you can find me on facebook as ian mutner I'm out there. I'm doing sh- the stuff. I'd love to talk to you too. You know, like sometimes it's lonely in social isolation. You can also find too many flicks on all of those same platforms: Twitter, Book, Instagram. Too many flicks. You put in the number two with an X at bada bing, bada boom. You're gonna find us. Reach out. We would love to hear from you. We absolutely love to hear from you. And we know we know that things are kind of weird right now, and and we're waiting on that word to to go outside from trained professionals like the CDC, who's been doing this for their entire lives. And we understand that you're confused and and, and, and and maybe even stressed out i don't even want to watch all the things on, on on netflix or any of the streaming sites or you know that's fair you, that, that's completely totally fair but don't worry guys we got you because we're too many flicks and we watch all the flicks so that you don't have to 